For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, Blue Jays fans. Brandon Panikar here with the usual crew of suspects. Adam Corsair, Craig Borden. Gentlemen, how are we doing? It's the deal. Wonderful as always, man. Come on. What, how can we not be happy right now? I know. All sorts of like real, real rumors that actually have. They're not rumors. There's some substance to it. <laughs> it does feel like there's some substance to it. It really does. That's a perfect way to put it, Craig. And, you know, it's perfect. You know, we're starting to get slowly into the Christmas spirit. I know Thanksgiving's coming up for uh, the two Americans on the show here tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Even though Ontario's looking bad, um, some places around America are still looking bad with coronavirus and places might be heading for second lockdowns potentially. There's a lot of good and excitement surrounding this Blue Jays team, guys. It, it really is. And let's table some of these rumors and packages and all the excitement for a little bit later on in the show, because we do have a move already to discuss. Uh, Adam, I'll lead off with you because you, uh, you tweet or didn't tweet it. You texted it to both Craig and I on Saturday. Uh, the Blue Jays re-signed Robbie Ray to a one-year deal, $8 million bucks. Uh, a first thought sounds like a steal, but uh, let's get your thoughts, Adam. What are your What were your initial thoughts when you saw that they had brought back Robbie Ray? Eh. Eh. <laughs> I don't is. mind it. it. It's it's nothing that I'm hyped about, but I think the thing that I was more hyped about was the fact that the Blue Jays made a move before anybody else. Right? Yeah, they were the ones yeah. that kicked off the hot stove. Um, so sure, and I think it's a good insurance policy. I think it's good to have that continuity and obviously Robbie Ray uh, must have I would assume uh, liked something from Pete Walker I would imagine um, during this process and like the 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 potential for this team to reach the postseason again like the, the youth and the longevity um, I just think that if we're looking for someone that's going to be a game changer I don't necessarily think Robbie Ray is it but I do think there's potential there the issue that I have with it is that there seems to be some sort of disconnect with what uh, Ross Atkins said at the end of the year, being that we're trying to get better defensively and we're trying to uh, prioritize arms that can throw strikes. Robbie Ray definitely is not that yeah. yet. Um, but if he can turn into that and maybe Pete Walker sees something in him that you know can untap that potential, sure. Uh, but otherwise, $8 million, whatever, dude, whatever. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot worse ways they could have spent that money. Just saying. <laughs> At least this has some upside. Don't forget that Robbie Ray actually was like a quote-unquote Cy Young guy yeah. in the conversation, what, three, two years ago? I think it's just two, it's, yeah. I think it's only two. That's not <laughs> – the hamster doesn't fall off the wheel always that quickly. Just saying. 
<laughs> so um, the fact that you can get somebody like him that throws the ball hard, what's the worst case scenario? Ends up in the bullpen. There's really worse ways that that could have landed. And um, funny enough, there are a couple people already listening on the show are uh, tweeting out in Pete Walker. We trust. There you go. <laughs> yeah. May I, may I point out the irony that the last article I wrote, for south of the six was why is he still here (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing he is right (laughs) it's a good thing he is um it was just that i wrote that article in the um delight of the fact that he was the last man standing more or less in the regime change and it was kind of like usually everybody runs away and runs their own guys in but the fact that pete walker stuck around and has been such a key contributor to this pitching staff yes we saw some things kind of go awry at the end of the uh you know, the shortened season, but I don't really think that's anything due to his credit. Um, I think that's too much tinkering with everything. That's my concept. Yeah. But Robbie Ray, guys, one way or the other, throws frickin' smoke. You got to yeah. love this guy one way or the other. And if he ends up being the fifth guy, there's a lot worse guys we could have trucked out there on our fifth starter. I hate to say that, but in all reality, he could be, if he comes back to form at all, this is a guy that was probably a – if he was free free agent right now, still, if he was playing that well, probably a third starter in most rotations. Yeah, so I completely agree. Um, and I was just going to make a quick comment and jest about your comment about worst, worst fifth starters. We have one. Uh, that's Tanner Rower. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Craig, you brought up something very, very uh, uh, interesting there. And I, Adam, you touched on it too. Uh, and that is Pete Walker. Um, I think a lot of Blue Jays fans uh, at times maybe feel Pete Walker um, is a little overrated or they don't like Pete Walker. Personally, I feel he might be a little bit underappreciated, maybe not by much, but a little bit based on some of the work that he's done. And, and look, clearly Robbie Ray felt like his best chance to get another payday next year was coming back and continuing the work uh, that he started with Pete Walker. There was, guys. A noticeable difference in him compared to when he was a Diamondback versus his Blue Jays tenure. You go look at the splits. Uh, he did cut down his walk, so that wasn't hard to do, uh, considering he was like seven for nine innings. But record highs. Yeah, it really was. But Craig, I'll go back to you on that one. Do you think that Pete Walker is a little underappreciated by the fan base? Because there have been some mishaps along the way. Some people are like, well, he hasn't really made anybody else succeed, but. I mean, Ray, they were starting to get him right. He's helped Jay Happ stay in line from his Pittsburgh days. What are your thoughts on Pete Walker? He is just as much of a mixed batch as Blue Jays coaches I think you can have. In that article I was alluding to a minute ago, I was more or less pointing out the fact that the team 2016 and then 2017 rotation had fallen apart consistently, especially the bullpen usage. But that could have been just as much of a use from the managing level, not so much him. You know, but... In all reality, he's done a really, really solid job of making something out of nothing in a lot of cases. And I think that's really where I think he's shined. They found ways to tweak certain things or certain players that have been the difference in the world. And I think Robbie Ray might be going into this season. If they finish what they started, he will be the best example of what the heck this is could offer and what they are doing with these metrics and whatnot to help pitchers get players out. Adam? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that you just got to trust, uh, I, for lack of a better way to put it, you just got to trust the process, right? And I, and I know that sounds cliche, but what they're building, what they've been doing in terms of how this development has gone and how they've used these metrics has been quite effective. 
So you just got to dig your toes in and trust it and see if it works out. And again, the the signings and you know what they anticipate or at least try to do is both encouraging and not it doesn't dissuade me off the train here so i i think right now the path is a linear one and it's the right way to go so hopefully knock on desk this continues yeah absolutely you're completely right the last thing i want to touch on robbie ray really quickly guys is, is adam i'll go back to you on this one sure. uh does he break camp in the rotation because we did see him used a whole bunch of different ways during his Blue Jays tenure. And maybe that's because there are so many pitchers on the roster to begin with. You have other arms that could be competing for rotation jobs. Uh, and he did really well in that playoff game, backing up uh, and coming in as the bulk guy, as they call it these days, for Matt Shoemaker. So with that in mind, considering some of the other rotation options uh, before any potential additions, uh, does Ray... Uh, open as a starter or do they continue to use them in those creative ways that they did in 2020 you would assume right now that they would have them slotted in the rotation just because of the lack of arms um right now I, depending on what's going to happen with the minor league uh season um i'm assuming there's going to be one just for the sake of argument i don't see pearson on this rotation i really don't so if we're talking about the rotation we're looking at ryu and Right. Like, who else? I don't know. <laughs> Other than. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so he's he's obviously one that's going to get slotted in. So um, but I, then again, if there isn't a minor league system, you would assume Pearson would be in there, too. So that's three. You still need two more. Um, so as of right now, yes, I do think he's in the rotation. I do think that's a, a little bit more of a priority than the bullpen. Obviously, walking in, you want to have a five man rotation at least before making up a bullpen, right? So, and I think the bullpen is more or less figured out in terms of arms that we anticipate staying in there, like Baraki, um, Romano, all these arms that we anticipate still being there. So, um, yeah, I would have to assume, just with the lack of options, that he's definitely, right now, a contender to break camp for the rotation. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with you, because right now I don't know where else you put it. Just to put this in perspective and to what Adam was, you know, struggling to wrap his mind around for a second of who else is around. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, Roto Champ has our projected um, rotation right now as Ryu, Ray, in this order, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Stripling, Nate Pearson, and Tanner Roark. Yeah, we uh, can't have that. Can't no. Have that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and um, I, I also agree with Adam that I would be that the minor league system is back in full force. I'd be shocked to see Nate Pearson starting as much as we all want to see him starting the rotation. I think they want to see who would out solidify or what rises to the top with the five man rotation that they would just truck out on opening day and hope that one of those guys underperforms and slide Nate Pearson in would be my guess. But then the best case of that whole scenario is you do have five crazy good starters and then you get to throw Nate Pearson in. <laughs> so that's pretty nice. Um, but I think at that point, if you don't put Ray out there in that rotation, you're really, really relying on some giant jumps from Anthony Kay, hoping a Simeon's Wood Richardson comes in and really runs away with a job, or just hoping you're actually going to get starting quality innings out of Tanner Roark or Ross Stripling, who one of those guys I think prefers in the bullpen. And the other guy, I really don't even think he belongs on the team. But right now, how do you not include him? <laughs> so tell me I'm wrong. No, I don't, I don't think you are. 
I really don't. <laughs> come at <laughs> me, bro. No, no, I, I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to come at you with that one. Uh, <laughs> you're speaking the truth, Mr. Borden. Uh, but look, I, I, I think really what we could expect from Robbie Ray is probably not to hit the ceiling he was at with Arizona. I mean, that was pretty incredible, uh, especially considering that he still walks a ton of guys, and he did back in that Cy Young caliber season. But I don't think he'll be as bad as he was with Arizona, and I think he'll be a little bit better than he was during his short tenure with the Blue Jays. He started to see that improvement. If Ray can open up maybe as the three or maybe as a four, and I think you're in pretty good shape because you do have the potential for that ceiling to be raised, and the floor is you're already at the floor if he opens up as a four guy. So I have a, I have yeah, a comp yeah, go, for you. Go for it. I think his ceiling is Jay Happ in his second tenure. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. Ceiling. Ceiling. Okay. Mind you, right. Jay Happ wasn't running away with a Cy Young award or anything. He was a good starter. Any yes. other Major League Baseball team that he's playing on during those times, guys, I'm sorry to say he's not their number one starter like he was with the Blue Jays and whatnot. So <laughs> just he's a two, normally those years he would have been a two or a three starter. Okay. I think Ray could be that guy that could come back to solid form. And I think we literally saw something coming from what was last season. It was just enough for me to be impressed. Yeah, completely. And clearly the Blue Jays think that too. And, you know, his media appearance on Zoom yesterday, he, he spoke highly uh, of this team uh, and that he wanted to be a part of it for another year because he can see these superstars that are starting to develop and other stars around the diamond. And look, let's go from a sure thing that's on the roster to some uh, daydreaming or pipe dreams or maybe not. I mean, maybe a year ago, some of these names that are being thrown around and the fact that the Blue Jays are being consistently linked as teams who are going to be aggressive, who are going to be in on these guys, is exciting. We, we kind of teased that right as we got started and before we started recording. So let's, let's move on to that, guys. Last year in February, well, I guess it wasn't last year, it was only February, uh, that we had our Nolan Arenado, let's put together some trade packages. And that was one of our best shows ever. So I kind of want to go back there. But let's start with... Francisco Lindor, because this is a name that is not going away. Uh, the Cleveland connection is there. I know we talked about this last week, and it's hard to ignore. Atkins and Shapiro were there when Lindor came into the organization. Uh, Craig, let's kick this thing off with you as the minor league guru, because uh, there probably will have to be some minor league pieces, almost a certainty. There will be some minor league pieces going to Cleveland in this hypothetical trade. Why don't you lay out your package that you would be comfortable with giving Cleveland uh, for Francisco Lindor without the ability to sign him to an extension before the deal has been made. So you're already on my freaking big right there, Mr. Uh, pulling <laughs> off the right holiday trade. <laughs> so I, me personally, I don't even know if I want to pull the trigger on it without that extension talk. But if I am doing that, I'm definitely not including what the quote unquote asking price is. They've been asking that they want three major league ready or major league close players for Francisco Lindor. I don't know how in the right world of anybody's mind that that's happening without that exclusivity window to talk to them. Um, but the alleged rumor would be it had to include somebody like Loris Gurriel Jr. or, you know, somebody of that caliber. I really don't see how I could spend money on that to do that. I would be want more comfortable in the ballpark of sending somebody like Randall Grichik as you're quote-unquote ready to go and plug into the everyday lineup in Cleveland. And then I really think they're going to have to go top-end on their prospects to some of their guys that are in their top 10 prospects for the Toronto Blue Jays system, period. 
And it really would not shock me with how Cleveland's been leaning that they want two major league ready pitchers in that situation or damn close to it. I really would be shocked, guys, if we actually hold on to Simeon Wood Richardson after all this. I really would be thinking he would be the high end arm because I, they're, the Blue Jays are never going to part with Nate Pearson. I don't care what the hell kind of money you're throwing at or player wise. I really don't see that happening because they're too high on this kid. It's going to be somebody in that ballpark of where Richardson, I think, is hanging. So it'd be somewhere like Grichik, Grichik, Woods Richardson, and then maybe you're thrown in like an Anthony K. But I think if you're doing somebody at the Anthony K level, that's a starter. You're going to have to actually give up a fourth wild card at the end of that. So you're going to have to throw in somebody that maybe is in the 15 ballpark, or maybe it's Aravis Martinez. Yeah, I, it really wouldn't be shocking if it's somebody that's that low on the system and really, really high-ended as far as what his talent ceiling is. I think that's where they're going to have to look. And honestly, when I was piecing this together in my mind, I really wondered how much this might look like what we gave up for Josh Donaldson back in 2015. Yeah. Adam, so that like, kind of quality. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I, 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 If we're going to pass. Just, yeah, if we're just going to get a <laughs> rental. Um, I, I'm all set. I'm not giving up anything of value because I thoroughly believe whatever team, and this includes the Blue Jays, whatever team he signs with, he's probably not going to stay there anyway. So why give up? The Blue Jays are not a Lindor away from a World Series. Okay? They're, they're just not. And could this make you into a... Uh, a sixth or fifth seed in a playoff race? Sure. Uh, it's not going to win you to the division. I'm sorry. A, a Lindor, you're not a Lindor away from beating out the Yankees in the Rays. You're just not. Um, so am I going to give up significant prospect capital or significant capital that's already on the active roster? I'm not. And look, by by adding a Lindor, you're already creating redundancy in that shortstop position, even though Bo said he'd move. And you're eliminating an outfield position that's scarce as it is by potentially giving away Lourdes Gurriel. What are you doing about your outfield? Now you have to plug in more holes. So this kind of it's a it's a step forward, two step backs. It doesn't make sense to me. So I just would just rather wait until the uh, after the World Series in 21, heading into the 22 offseason and just try to make a move. Try to try to lure him in with the money that you presumably will still have despite the pandemic and the effects that it's had on you. I'd rather just wait. So if it's without an extension, I'm good. But if if an extension is on the table, I'm talking five-year extension, I'm good with giving up Groshans. I'm good with, with giving up Simeon's Wood Richardson. I really am. If it means a guaranteed extension or some sort of a sign-and-trade or whatever, yeah. it's it's definitely happening. Yes, I'll push my chips in. Uh, and then build around that. You have to be aggressive elsewhere, too. But if you're doing that, I I, I would be hard-pressed to give up Lourdes. But I guess I would just because you have the upside. But you got to be aggressive in the outfield market at that point. So. Totally. totally. And actually, I want to stick with you on that one, Adam, because there's a few other ways we can take this Lindor conversation, guys. And the first way I want to take it is, does your opinion change with no extension on the table if this team brings in one of George Springer or Jackie Bradley Jr., preferably Springer because he's the better player and it could signal to Lindor, hey, this team is le- like legit serious about winning. They're already on the up and up. They've signed a star center fielder. Does that push the needle for you to want to take the risk uh, of a rental on Francisco Lindor if it's George Springer that's added? Yes and no. 
if it's Jackie Bradley Jr., it doesn't. I, I am not happy. Agree with um, that. I'm sorry. It's, like, it's not I, anything I, extra anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what it's going to cost. And I think he's going to want something of high value. And to me, that's an overpay. You're outbidding yourselves at that point, And I'm all set. But if it's Springer, okay. Uh, I, at that point, I'm willing to entertain this without an extension because at that point, now you can sort of lure Lindor in after the season. I know I said he's probably not going to resign with the team that trades for him, but if he sees, hey, man, look, we have a pretty good outfield right now and our pitching staff is on the up and up. I know we're going to get to that later. Yeah. Um, and these these kids around you are blossoming. We can make a significant push, and we're not even done. So if it's Springer, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's go. Craig? On that last note, I got to mention this because I crazy feet 18 on our Twitter account said you move Biggio to left, you sign DJ LeMahieu, and then you bring uh, Bo and uh, Lindor <laughs> to play play up the middle. Oh, <laughs> that, that'd so, be a heavy offense. <laughs> you just, I like just it. Blitz the free agent market. <laughs> so, anyways, um, well, I think you guys, unfortunately, you two both know my standing on the whole. Uh, <laughs> you don't want either. Thing. <laughs> so. Can I ask this question then? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Lindor one of the ones that was more vocal about the whole Astros catastrophe? I think so. I do believe he was. That might winning. be actually a deterrent for him resigning. Nah, if he's winning, pissed off. Winning cures everything, dude. Winning cures everything. I don't know. It, <laughs> like I said, dude, if that's the way we're going about it, you can't get Jackie Bradley Jr. either. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I don't think Jackie Bradley Jr., unfortunately, I don't think it's he solves any. No, I don't think other than defense. Personally, I really think they're you're taking a uh, you're hoping for Omar Vizquel playing center mm. field, right? You're going to get tons of defense, and then you're hoping he's going to give you enough offense to uh, carry his weight. I really, I don't see his offense getting any better than he's been. I really don't. I don't. I think he might actually be peaking in his major league career right now. Maybe it's just because I literally saw him playing in New Hampshire the weekend. I got to finally meet Mr. Corsair here in person. And he looks like garbage playing for the Seattle sea or the, uh, sea dogs. <laughs> <I guess that. laughs> Portland. Yeah. Portland. Yeah, sea yeah. Dogs. Let's just say that. Let's just say, um, in the second game that Adam didn't attend with me because he went back home with his lovely wife now, or now wife and whatnot. But, um, I stuck well, around I for the second game. No, uh, we I think right. you were guys <laughs> about to be. Maybe. Yeah, we were <laughs> so, um, Sean Reed Foley made him his bitch that next day. So maybe mm. that's where my problem is. It was Sean Reed Foley crushing a guy that is a quote-unquote high-end center fielder right now. <laughs> Speaking of guys we haven't talked about, fellas. <laughs> Usually you get brought up once an episode in the past, but not, not lately. Yeah. There you go. Check that box for tonight's show. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, I don't think the Jackie Bradley Jr. thing fixes anything. And I think if you're going to go full in on Lindor – I would be shocked, honestly, guys, if anybody else in Major League Baseball is really ready to make that commitment on Francisco Lindor without that contingency in this at all. You're talking about very uncertain payrolls this season, maybe even further, depending on what happens with the coronavirus stuff. Because right now, I don't care what's going on or what's going around in the media. It is a complete wild card if anything gets fixed. Complete wild card. 50-50 at best, right? So if you're talking about still not having players or I mean players being seen by actual fans in a stadium. Are you willing to throw a giant brick of money without some kind of uh, contingency for one year rental? No, I would want to be signing, especially in the blue Jays standpoint, 
we have like no payroll outside of Ryu right now and uh, Grichik, right? Yeah. If you have Lourdes. any room to spend, yeah, Loris too, but in all reality, cheap, cheap as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, especially with the ceiling we're talking about with somebody like Loris, assuming you don't right. include him in that package, which I personally, I wouldn't even be doing that. I think you're moving around the problem if you're right. throwing Guriel and Junior into that trade. And then I can't believe somebody earlier even had the balls to mention that we should just trade Boba Shet if we get freaking Francisco no. Lador. Are you fucking no. nuts? No. <laughs> no. Not even a thought. Talking no. about trading the franchise player right now. That's the same as if you decide to, you know, oh, let's just trade Roy Holiday when we were competing. Don't yeah. worry about it. No. <laughs> so, but no, I don't. I don't think you can go after Bradley and I don't think you can fix this. And I don't think that's going to, I don't think either of those two are actually going to be the reason that Lindor would turn around and come here. I think if Lindor is going to stay, I think they're either going to have to get him on that upfront contract and it might be closer to a two year extension is what I was thinking as much as I'd love to see it a five and just buy out all his prime. I think that gives him the comfort the comfortable fact that, oh, you know, if this doesn't work out, it's two good years with the Toronto Blue Jays and that or three good years in total, including this coming season. Mm. But I really think that's where the window is going to be on that negotiation. And then, like I said, throw a brick of prospects at it and, with a grit chick or, uh, you know, somebody else, one of our catchers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have to put Rowdy in as much as I don't want to do that. So I think Rowdy's best days might come at the plate soon. I don't know what it was about those few games that guy is there where he was hot. It was starting to remind me of Delgado's swing a little bit where he was just teeing shit up. <laughs> All fields. Mm. Well, I won't hope, say he's going to ever beat Delgado. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. To, to get back on the cost. Um, so that was Morosi's take, that, that three prospect thing. Apparently, yeah. at, uh, Bowden at The Athletic said that it could – just be one of Biggio or Guriel done. Hmm. Or Lindor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's use this as a baseline, guys, to debate a little bit about this. I sent this to you guys in a text yesterday. It was a trade package. I'll give credit to who put it together. I believe it was Jason the Couch, uh, specifically Sean Doyle. Uh, Adam, I know you've been on a show before, so I think you can use this. Um <laughs> No extension included, I believe, was the premise to this one. And no George Springer uh, or JBJ, even though I fully agree with you, Craig. I don't want JBJ under any circumstances. But this kind of tickled my fancy a little bit, even though there wasn't an extension on the table. We give up. The Blue Jays give up Lourdes. They give up Miguel Geraldo. And they give up King Cloth, Adam Klofenstein. And you get Francisco Lindor. To me, guys, let's debate this. To me, that doesn't seem overly much of a price to get Lindor not on an extension because you look at Kloppenstein, yes, he's still a few years away. You save probably your closest big ceiling prospect, Simeon Woods Richardson, from this trade. He's still in your organization with a whole lot of other names still in the organization. Geraldo is far further off, too, than other guys like Austin Martin uh, and Jordan Groshans. You still keep him. Uh, and then Lourdes, look, that's the debatable part. I personally think, guys, Lourdes Gurriel is this team's biggest on-roster trade chip because of how cheap he is and how good he's been the last two years. I think you could get by trading Lourdes and plugging left field in or signing a guy to play left field, but that's just me. 
I'm comfortable with pulling the trigger on that proposed package for Francisco Lindor if an extension is off the table and you try to get into the building and re-sign him throughout the offseason. Uh, Craig, let's go to you on that one. Do you like that proposed package? What would you change to it? Um, and well, let's start there. I I just don't I don't I really don't think I can afford to give up Gurriel. I don't think we have the depth in our outfields. We have depth everywhere else in our minor league system. If it were going to come down to that kind of thing, I do agree with you that Klaffenstein would be honestly very enticing throws and how good he throws accurately. And um, who was the other person you had mentioned? Klaffenstein. Uh, Klaffenstein. Ariel. Geraldo. Geraldo. Geraldo is still so far away. I really do think that he might be the best you know, prospect in blue, the Blue Jays system in the next very, very short period here, just because he's got all the tools. It's like Vlad coming through the system again. It's that same kind of like craziness just without the name power. So that being said though, I really think you're going to, if you're not going to include somebody like Gurriel, because you can't afford to plug that we either need, if you do give up Gurriel, we need somebody that we can at least throw the fucking left field, maybe in that trade too, or, I just I'm not terribly enticed by anybody on the free agent outfield market other than the two we have been mentioning. But I don't even think in that situation, I would rather throw three more prospects in from whatever level of hell we do, because we have so much talent in our minor league system. Or if that's the way it's got to be, give them those two without Gurriel, give them Danny Jansen or somebody like that as much as I don't want to see that happen as well. Right. And I think we would have a better chance of plugging the catcher hole through the three agent market. Or if I got Lindor in the lineup guys with all this other stuff going on, I would take the wild card on having whoever the fuck catch. I really would, <laughs> you know? So where, um, who's, well, and that's where, that's where that probably would be not as good because the Indians actually do have a pretty decent catcher and, um, I forget tall guy uh, monster. <laughs> yeah. I think, right. Yeah. And he's up and coming too. So I would think that might not be the biggest fit, but I really would honestly, as much as I like, don't, don't want to see him go. I think Roddy Telez could be just as big of a trade chip with what we saw from the end of him there. And he's even cheaper than Gurriel. Right. And then throw another, throw a fourth person in that trade that is somewhere in our top 30 prospects. And I think that could get it done. Okay. Adam. I, I'm just simply not making a move if it, if it involves Gurriel, if it doesn't involve an extension. I'm just not doing it. Um, because, again, I think I'd rather just chase after him in the offseason. Um, I have no qualms of giving up prospect capital. I really don't. Um, but if you remove Gurriel from this, how much faith do we have in Jonathan Davis? For real. How much mm-hmm. faith do we have in him? He's Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe his ceiling is a little higher. First. Right? Defense first, though, right? You would say his ceiling is higher. I would think that at the minimum he's going to do. You know, I just, I just think that I, if I think if I give Jonathan Davis every day at bats, he's going to get on base as good as Rajay Davis did, okay. and he's going to play stellar defense. I really think that honestly would play well in an outfield that if you're going to have, in that case, I'd put Grichik in left or in right, and I put Jonathan Davis back in center. It, Jonathan Davis is a center fielder all day to me. I don't even take the chance of putting him anywhere else. So if I have an outfield hole, he is easily our best guy to plug with. So he's the one that you go in. Sorry. So outside of that. Internally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Outside of that, internally, all you have is Derek fucking Fisher. Right. (laughs) And I am not comfortable. Yeah. I am not comfortable with this. I don't even think he's going to break camp. 
Right? And I'm, so now we're relying on practice. And he's out of options. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's right. going to break camp. I think he's just going to they're just going to let him go, let him walk. Lesson learned. So no, I'm not dealing Lourdes without a contract extension because I I can't give up four years of control for someone producing and someone that has been growing with this team and whose potential hasn't even been hit. We've seen flashes of yeah. really stellar play from him. That That's a cannon in left field for an arm. When he, how many throws have we seen him make from way out there in left field, banging it out at, at, at throw to home? I'm not. I, look, I know Lindor is a generational talent. I know he he's still young, but we are. I, I assume the three of us are in agreement that the Blue Jays are not contending for a World Series in 2021. Are we in agreement about this? More than likely, depends how the rest of the offseason shakes out. I'm saying I, if it's just yeah. Lindor. Oh yeah, if it's just Lindor, oh. no. Right. If that was even, the only thing we add with Ray, I'm sorry to say that. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's Lindor and Bauer, we're still not competing for a World Series. There's a whole lot of other work we need to do. Right. And because then we have to explore the outfield market and then we have to finish out the pitching rotation. Then we have to rebuild the bullpen. It's just it's sort of a clusterfuck. And I know we've been talking about how much money the Rodgers has and is willing to spend. I get that. But still, I'm looking at the talent in New York and I'm looking at the talent in Tampa Bay. I don't think right now this team is there yet. I think they need one full year to really get their feet wet, have Vlad full year in shape, see what he can do in that, and see if he can regain some confidence. In 2022, revisit this and just push all your chips and give Lindor whatever the fuck he wants. Whatever he wants. I think he – is he a, a – who's his agent? Do we know? Ooh, I think he's Boris. But is I he a Boris client? He is too, but I can look I that up. I think he's Boris. And so I'm pretty with, sure that was recent, too. If he's a Boris client, then great. We, we mend that bridge with Ryu, right? And we can entertain saying, hey, what do you want? What do you want to, to pay? And we'll overpay because we get a Canada, Blue Jays, and cool. What do you want? And you just push your chips in. I'm not giving up significant Major League-ready uh, control for a rental. I'm not. Especially if we're not ready to push for a World Series. Yeah, no, both of your viewpoints on that are equally fair. Uh, it's tough, especially when you get Delurtis. I agree with you. I have issues with trading prospect capital, especially because even if it was those two prospects or that wasn't uh, Lourdes, I don't think the prospect or the farm doesn't take that much of a hit because of how much talent there is in there. Um, the last thing I want to go on Lindor before we move on to the Rockies and um, Nolan Arenado and potentially a few other guys there in Colorado is. How much extra do you pay Cleveland for them to say, all right, we will take maybe two additional prospects on your package uh, and you guys get the chance to complete an extension before this deal goes through? How much more are you willing to pay for the window to extend them? Nothing. No one. No, and nothing for the window. Nothing. nothing. You, no, we're you, doing you a favor. Happens, <laughs> and you get more prospect hap- capital or nothing happens. <laughs> what do you say? Really what it is. Yeah, you're say- we're going to give you more prospect capital for more time for him to say no? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the deal doesn't go through until he says Kate, yes. Signs the oh, 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 so there has to be no, an extension. No, 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 no. Uh, there has to be. We'll send the Cleveland We're Indians some ketchup chips no. and some yeah. poutine. And... <laughs> no, no that's, this is your that's trading silly. window. <laughs> uh, still nothing. No, I'm not. I'm, we're doing them a favor because they want to be relief of the salary and get something that's going to be long-term anyway, right? And it, we could say, okay, kick rocks, pal. Have them on your team for a half of the year and get half of this package at the trade deadline. No, kick rocks. Nothing. 
Yeah, well, their goal is to capitalize on the pitching power that they got. Obviously, today they crowned Shane Bieber the uh, AL Cy Young Award. Mm. So they're, they have him cheaper for the next few years. They don't want they want this to be a quick rebuild like we, we just did, mm-hmm. you know, four or five years. Just get it done. Lock it in so they can, you know, at that point, they would know to sign Bieber or the company long term and run around with all the rest of the prospect capital that they've gathered from this Lindor trade and whoever else they ship off. Right. So if you're talking about just to go back to the Loris Gurriel thing real quick, if they want Gurriel and that's what they want as that piece, I think they need to throw in a pitcher. Yeah, and yeah. I really do. I because that would solve. I might be moving the problems around a little bit, but we're getting somebody that would probably be better than some of the random free agent arms we could have gotten on the tra- on the free agent market. Sure, that, yeah. that's the only thing. I, I, I'm not saying give me Zach Plesac that they're number five guy, but <laughs> you know if there was all of a sudden hoping for the continued resurgence of like Carlos Carrasco. Sure, eh, I might comprehend put, throwing Gurriel into that package because I'm fixing a couple things. Yeah, but straight out can't do it on the uh, prospect capital thing. That's exclusivity window for me. You are going to talk. It has nothing to do with it. I mean, we have this long to see if Lindor would lock up a real deal with us for whatever the extension would be. And it's completely contingent on him putting, you know, that signature to the Blue Jays contract paper. Period. Just like the Phillies did with Roy Holiday. And I thought, honestly, that at the time. That was honestly a great trade. It didn't turn out as high in hindsight is great for the blue Jays, but in all reality, if you guys want to talk about that, did we get, we turned all that shit into Devin Travis for a couple of good years. (laughs) So there's definitely a lot worse things that can happen, but I think that's what the, those are the kind of examples that I think the blue Jays should be following in this situation here that they got, if if you want this to happen and you want the, and this is the price of admission, you need to make sure that this happens before we pull the trigger on this completely. Okay. Um, last thing I'll say is if Cleveland came back to Toronto and the Blue Jays asked, okay, you get exclusive rights to talk to Francisco and do your best to sign him to an extension, but you got to throw in another top 20 prospect, sign me the fuck up. Because if you can guarantee that you have Lindor for 2021 and 2022 and beyond for maybe another three or four years, that's worth throwing in that extra yeah, uh, I would even make the thing that I'm happy with doing that, even if you do only get the two extra years on top of this coming season. So you get them for three seasons total. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think because that's let's just lay it out. That's the Blue Jays window. It's starting as early as this season. Yep. But the, you're really looking at the main core of where this team is pointing, unless there is some giant change, which we could make with this you know wealth of prospect capital that they have. 2022 and 2023 are really the big prime windows that they should be striking while the iron's hot. Totally. Totally agree. Well, let's move on from somebody who isn't signed beyond this year to somebody who is. Uh, Let's start with Nolan Arenado in Colorado. That's another name that's come up over the last offseason or two. Uh, A guy that clearly the Rockies want to dump that impressively huge contract off on. Somebody. And if they found somebody to take on that full deal, maybe the price is a little bit less uh, than what it would be if the Rockies ate some money. Um, so why don't we start with you, Craig, on this one? Uh, Nolan Arenado is signed until 2026. Uh, I believe the AAV is 30 or through. It's, it's a lot. Um, he had a pretty poor season in 60 games. But before the 60-game season, there really was nothing to suggest looking at his Fangraphs page and other 
places like Baseball Savant or whatever that this is the start of a decline for Nolan Arenado. It could be. That's the risk you take. Uh, we've had this discussion at length before, so let's revisit it and just focus on Nolan Arenado for the time being, and then I'm going to throw in my, my addition. That would make me want to do this deal. Craig, are you down for Nolan Arenado knowing how much it's going to cost for the next few years and that there's probably a chance he will not opt out of that deal when he has the chance to do so? All day. I, I, I'm figuring it out. I Just for as much things that COVID in this short season screwed up Nolan Arenado is the same reason we saw like guys freaking take off and all of a sudden be the, you know, the best players in baseball. It was a small season, <laughs> period. I am not watching Nolan Arenado play defense. I am not worried about him skip losing a step one way or the other. Correct me if I'm wrong. He just won his seventh or eighth gold glove in a row yep. for a third base. Ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact that the, yeah, he might play in Coors Field right now, right? Okay. Ooh, Coors Field numbers. The American League East has, in general, as far as the division goes, better ballpark metrics. So I am not expecting him to do anything but be Josh Donaldson when he comes here and bat right in the heart of the Toronto Blue Jays order. It will be that same kind of level, I think, regardless of what the hell just happened this last 60-game season. Because until that point, there has been zero sign of him slowing down. If anything, in 2019, he looked like he was even getting better. (laughs) So I I just can't take 2020 with any grain of salt on Nolan Arenado to wonder if he is good or bad or whatever at this point. I'm running on the major part of the track record that has been nothing but short of an MVP caliber player. And on all honesty, 2019, he should have gotten some real major serious MVP votes. But there's, you know, the yellow shit up. and uh cody bellinger talk so if those two guys were even slightly underperforming he's right in the three of those guys adam yeah i wouldn't mind it uh i i think having him there it sort of clogs things up at third base um and it might send vladdy into a little bit of disarray but i think you just figure it out um contract i'm not really worried about when it comes to the amount whatever we we've dealt with bigger contracts before and it does get easier in terms of the cost the the later it is i know when he signed until 2026 would be his final year so 2025 it's 32 million instead of 35 and 2026 is 27 million instead of 35 so yeah Yeah. so it's front loaded at least um the problem i'm seeing here a little bit yeah is (laughs) he does have a full no trade clause and That doesn't usually historically favor the Blue Jays. So you would have, and I'm assuming he might say no because of Vladdy being there, but I could be wrong. But if we're just putting that aside for a little bit, cast that aside, I have no issue with the contract. I have no issue with the longevity. You are literally doing the Rockies a favor by doing this. So I'm not giving up a lot. No, I'm no. not because this is this is contract relief for them. Yeah, correct. Oh, Unless they're going to eat some of the contract over the next few years, yes, and you're not yeah. thinking about that, or we're getting another piece of it, like it's Ronan Marquez or somebody else. That would be the that, other flip yes. part of this thing, or whatever it might be. You're giving me something a little bit more to give those prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, we've seen it happen in baseball repetitively. You know, when the Giancarlo Stanton thing happened, what did the Blue Jays or the Yankees really give up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that was full on Derek Jeter wanting to do Jeter. financial yeah. uh, 
you know, Salary flexibility yeah. and muscle that he could throw around when he actually needed it after trying to develop a small market team, basically, at that point. So I think those kind of things are the actual mold for what the Blue Jays could be if it's literally just going for Nolan Arenado and not having any of the Rocky fun coming over with us. And if it does end up having something going on, I really think this could be just as simple as Nolan Arenado for Jordan Groshans or something like that. I think it's gotten to that point after, you know, the Blue Jays have enough bargaining power on that, that you can throw a prospect in. Well, what was what was 2020? He got hurt for the first time. Is this the start? There's enough of that argument that is actually funny enough, oddly different. And like what Brendan mentioned in the last, what, at eight, 10 months since we had yeah. this conversation with Alec Arenado. And it's amazing how much a few months in a little bit of an off track season will derail these kind of things. And like you had mentioned, Adam and Brendan, they, he, they're looking for the flexibility. They want to be able to get back to where they need to with the uh, Colorado Rockies and get back in our house in that division. And right now, I don't think that spells them having more or less their core guys. The right. story, yeah. Um, Arenado, Blockman, all those guys. I really don't see what having those two, those three guys on your roster really does for you right now. They're getting a little older. They're not going to be here by the time that team is really going to be hanging on all cylinders again with any prospect talent. They really should be dangling them. And I don't know why this honestly hasn't. I, I, I'm shocked it's taken this long. I really am because they don't have really a ton else to really build on. So bring the build in. Right. Yeah, and look, Adam, I'll stick with you on this one. Uh, if the Rockies are truly in fire sale mode, which I, I think they will be, I think they are. I think they are going to make every effort to ship off some of their veterans, like Blackman, as you mentioned, Craig, uh, and others. And let's just say they are in sale mode, and you go to Colorado, and you see, okay, we'll take on all of Arenado's money, but we want you to also throw in Jermaine Marquez. And Marquez isn't a throw-in. I mean, just because he plays in Colorado... A lot of Blue Jays fans probably don't know much about him, but he is an ace or number two in a very good staff. He, just a few years ago, and I believe 200 or a little bit under 200, was close to 260-something strikeouts. He's a strikeout machine, much like Robbie Ray is. Um, Marquez is signed until 2024, so you can make that move knowing that you have him and Ryu and Pearson and others leading your rotation for the next five years or four years, I guess three years with Ryu under contract for three more after this. Um, Now that we started putting together hypothetical packages for Lindor, let's shift that to a package that is centered around the Blue Jays getting Arenado, taking all of his money, and Herman Marquez. Knowing that it's probably going to take a lot, but Adam, what would you be comfortable giving up if you knew you were getting both of those guys back? Colorado would be hard-pressed to give up Marquez, I would imagine. So because on, of that control, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's cheap too. I'm thinking it's gonna be quite significant. Um you might have to give up Groshans just so they have that flexibility for third base for later on. Um I don't know. It, it I still wouldn't be giving comfortable giving up Lourdes. I'm really not. I'm sorry, I'm not. I, I they could take Grichuk. No, um, in terms of prospects, <laughs> I think Grichuk ends up being your throw-in in this, personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be, I, I'd be comfortable giving up Simeon, Wood Richardson in this scenario, and, and it, I think it would take a little bit more. I think you would have to include some lower-level prospects, or even if it does include a Groshans, and that plus the like, prospect, I think that gets it done. Um, but they, I, I can't to give up Marquez. That's just me. Yeah. Correct. I'm in the ballpark that I'm going to steer it a little different. I really think that the Blue Jays, 
as much as I would love to get Marquez, I really think he could be one of the next big pictures in baseball, period, not just in a Blue Jay or a Rocky or whoever uniform. I really think he has that talent to – we saw it a couple of years ago when they actually didn't make the playoffs. There was something kind of nuts yeah. there. He was an incredible in that series against the Brewers. Right. And then just all of a sudden it seemed a little off – in 2020 for him something wasn't right but he was still performing at a crazy cliff right um i think that he's very close to taking that next step and being this he could be this year's uh um like what shane beaver did with the indians you knew he was good but you didn't know he was that good mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so i i i think if you're gonna end up doing that you're, you're not only doing something i think it might take trading jansen and Gritchick as your major league guys and still throwing three minor league guys at it. It really would not shock me that you need to have something for them to plug a couple of gaps. And then you're going to have to give them some. The thing that pisses me off after that whole thing, if that does happen, I'm stuck with Reese McGuire and Kirk at my catching spot, (laughs) which uh, I love Kirk, but I don't know if he's ready to run with a job. And I'm not going to lie. I don't trust Reese McGuire right now other than a backup i really think he is going to peak out at major league baseball player kevin cash level (laughs) (laughs) so i just i don't see that there but i really think that in the midst of if you were going to be trading and those were your two major league guys it wouldn't shock me that you're giving away manoa or richardson yep and then you're still going to probably have to throw down into the middle of our depths of our minor league organization and throw in somebody pretty good like Geraldo or you know at that point to even get the Yan- the Iraqis interested I just don't think it's going to happen but on that other note I think we might be able to upsell and get Charlie Blackman with so, it because yeah. that's a lot of salary for the Rockies right. <laughs> so at that point okay maybe if, like I mentioned a minute ago if you're going for uh Groshans just for rolling around straight up Okay, maybe I'll give you two more prospects if you give me Charlie Blockman. And now I have a center fielder and a third baseman. That looks oddly similar to, uh, you know, the Rockies, but <laughs> I'm strangely okay with that being in the American League East ballparks with the Blue Jays. I think so, that's where that those – I think that the more realistic trade, as much as it sounds like a lot of fucking money, the Blue Jays, quote-unquote, want to throw money around. That's throwing money around right there. Yeah. And I think Blackman's only signed for two more seasons. So it's not the crazy end of the Arenado trade. I got, I was trying to look it up before you, you know, put everything on me, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> if you're adding Blackman in there with that much money and that just name clout that's coming back to the Blue Jays, that's the Marlins trade all over again when you think about it. Uh, your headline with Josh Johnson, Mark Burley, and uh, Jose Reyes uh, with some other guys thrown in like John Buck and Ignacio, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think where you were going there, Craig, was, is absolutely right. I mean, the Rockies aren't just going to give away Arenado. Surely the Blue Jays can probably negotiate. Hey, we'll take on all the money, and sure, you can take Roshans. And maybe that's something that you got right there. Yeah, uh, three years. Three years for Blackman? Yeah, the player options. Right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, if 18 you have- is what I saw, Brenda, or Adam. Is that what you were seeing? For in terms of price? Yeah. Uh, he's 21, oh, so 21, okay. th- 21 mil, 21 mil, then 13 mil. The, the last two years are player options, which uh, at age 35 and 36, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't see him yeah. getting yeah. out. That's, He'll that's a lot. He'll yeah. take but that one year yeah. of money for the Rockies to get back, that could be critical. Right. Really, yeah. it could be, especially knowing that 
it's their player options. Is he really going to turn down that money? No, that's what no. I'm saying. So <laughs> you're looking at 42 plus 13. So you're looking at $55 million that the Rockies would have to be, you know, ad- adhered to potentially. And like we said, he's probably not going to opt out of those years. Plus the Arenado money, which is substantial. I mean, you'd be doing the Rockies a favor. Oh, yeah. Point. But can okay. I ask this question, though? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that same $55 million better than throwing that same amount of money at Jackie Bradley Jr.? Yes. Oh, totally. Yes. yes. <laughs> I and that, wanted but, to see that reaction. Your jaw almost hit the ground. Yes, yeah. because oh if it God. includes if it includes an Arenado, then yes, it does. And at that point, if I'm taking on all this salary, you're looking at over $100 million. If I'm taking on all that salary, I'm saying you get Groshans and we get Marquez, Blackman, and Arenado. <laughs> we'll take on all this salary. That's it. Because we're we doing the best you the more of a favor than we're, we're giving you a hundred million salary relief. Oh, totally. That's what you're trading for. Plus Rockies. Yes. You mm-hmm. know what the best part of that could be? It's just to balance out the money a little bit. Be like, take Tanner Roark's twelve million and and do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, just just give him Tanner Roark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. But look, um, Craig, where you were going with that package? It, like, let's just say Blackman's not included in this, and you go Arenado, you take on all this money. You get Marquez thrown in there. And I think you're right. I think it might take five guys to get this done. I think you're looking at Danny Jansen. I think you're looking at a Rowdy, potentially. Maybe an outfielder. Uh, let's leave Lourdes out of this discussion. Maybe Tioscar's in play. Maybe Grichik's in play. Uh, and then this is where it'll get interesting. I you still didn't even know who he was a year ago. Says the guy wearing the new blue. <laughs> I still think it takes Jordan Groshans. I still think it would take a Simeon with Richardson or an Alec Manoa or a Klofenstein. If you start getting that expensive, do you still bat an eye and add both of those guys? Let's say it's Jansen. Let's say for argument's sake, I'm going to leave Tioscar out of it. Let's Thank say you. it's Jansen. Let's say it's Groshans. Let's say it's Simeon with Richardson. Let's say it's Miguel Geraldo. Well, I guess they wouldn't need Geraldo. Let's say it's Raquel Martinez, a prospect a little further away. And then they get their choice uh, of an arm in the maybe the 30 to 15 range. Is that a package that you're still comfortable uh, making this deal on? Time me on. Yeah, I agree. It's the window. Yeah. You're, you are bolstering the window if you're getting out. 100%. That pushes us even from contending definitely 22-23 to being a threat as early as this season, especially oh. if they are planning on doing anything else for this rotation. That would be the, that would, would be, That's what you have to shop for at that point, that extra arm. You know, because now you're going to have your one-two punch. You're going to have the Holiday, the Burnett combo. You're going to have the what used to be the Pat Hankin Juan Guzman combo. You know, whatever it might be, you're going to have that awesomeness to it. And then you throw a couple guys like Robbie Ray and whatnot. That's a lot of W's in a season, fellas. Oh yeah, it really is. Yeah. Especially when one of our fans earlier in the show tweeted out 2021 Robbie Ray Cy Young. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> apparently they've been listening awesome. to my Kool Aid or, or drinking it too. So. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but yeah, um, you got to pull the trigger on it. I really, if the Yan- if the Rockies are going to have a fire sale, the Blue Jays have the capital and prospects and whatever they want to outbid anybody. I agree, and that's how they need to attack this offseason. Aspect that they have, if they want to, first off, push the window that they have and maybe even extend it. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. I really am. And look, 
it's crazy to say, I even think if you take away three of those prospects that we mentioned or two of them, that's still, it's a hit, but it's still not depleting you by any means. Right. It, it just really shows, guys, how impressive this front office has been as restocking a farm that was empty at 2015. So the fact in discussions for Francisco Lindor, you can be in discussions for Nolan Arenado and Herman Marquez. Let's stick on the Rockies for one more quick topic because I think that this one will be a quick answer here. Trevor Story is another name that has been thrown around, and maybe if the Rockies are having a sale, they would consider moving Story. However, it's the exact same situation as Lindor. Story's a free agent at the end of next year. Uh, I, I think, Adam, I'm right in assuming that Story's off the books if there's no extension uh, possible. It depends on what we're giving up. If, if we're not giving up much more, again... I'm more inclined to do a deal with the Rockies because the salary relief for them. So it's ungodly. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's giving that is what they're trading for relief. Right. And if we're taking on all this money, I think to them, that means more than prospects coming back. I would assume they just want to free up this payroll that they found themselves in. So if we're trading for story as well, um, yeah, I'm still not giving up significant prospect capital. But I'm I'm willing to do it. But now this is really Marlins. What's going on right now? And that makes me. It gives me some sort of PTSD from 2013. It makes me slightly. Oh, no. So I, I don't want to. We're not getting Jose Reyes. Yeah, I don't want them to be like, oh, let's just how about these guys, you know? And then we just take on all their bad contracts, and then we're in this albatross. I'd rather not do that. But if it means story, if it's if it's insignificant prospect capital going back, fine. Craig, yeah. what if it was? Let's just say it was Story and Marquez instead of Arenado and Marquez. Yeah, would you do? Uh, it? For what? Uh, it depends. I mean, I think that would cost still quite a bit. I think you could probably negotiate with the Rockies. Look, Story's a free agent. We'll take him on if it means we get Marquez without the extension. So I think you could really focus on giving up prospects and what they want for Marquez alone, and then maybe throw in one more piece for Story. But yeah. let's say it's around the same package as Lindor. No, no, I'm not giving up no. Lourdes. I'm not moving Lourdes for real <laughs> for a rental. There you go. There it is. I agree. I think if they're going to, at a minimum, let's say you do do the uh, the story and uh, Marquez trade. Marquez is the one that's gaining all the weight in that trade. And at a worst case scenario, what I'm throwing in is not that other major league ready player, but I'm th- going down into our bottom of our top 30 list. I'm throwing in a Josh Winkowski who had a great season right before COVID with the uh, Lansing lug nuts and the uh, New Hampshire Fisher cats. I'm looking more at the Riley Adams as maybe it's even thrown in Julian Merriweather or something like that as the sure. quote unquote name power of the moment, you know, because in all reality, if you get Marquez, even somebody like Julian Merriweather all of a sudden starts to roll off oh, as yeah. in, in reality, because then you still have the Anthony K's or maybe it's even somebody like him, you know, I really don't want to see them go, but, Okay, for every you know guy that we have in that situation in our top prospect, there's about five other ones. Are you really? Am I going to be really that worried about Winkowski if I don't trade him, rising up to the twenty level in my prospect list? Guy was sick in 2019, crazy good. And then you got guys like there's a bunch of guys on our prospects list that don't even make it. Cullen Large is looking like he might be living large in the Blue Jays minor league system very very soon, and he's not even on our top 30 guys. So there's a lot of guys that are even in that point. That's how depth it is. I get, I know I'm the minor league guy. I get that. 
but I didn't have anything to go off of this last season. So I'm still going off of everything I had seen. There is 50 solid prospects in the Blue Jays system that you can interchange with. And that's why these trade talks, like I said, they should be throwing these guys at it. Prospects are great to have for two reasons, trade capital and the fact that you're hoping that some of them will make it to the majors right now. Yes, there's some open positions, guys, but we're not like clawing for open positions. We're looking for that high ceiling guy right now. And having prospect talent is not really filling those holes as quickly in some of those places that we would like. So you have to trade those guys to get these guys. And that's what I really I would love to throw a brick at any of the Rockies, you know, main guys right now, regardless, because we can take on the salary right now. Yeah, I might restrict it a little bit, but I really would be hard pressed to see that story arenado blackman and definitely marquezing going to regress and then those other three guys they're not going to be that bad to the point where i'm freaking out right For, just to put the things in perspective i loved vernon wells i loved the contract when we signed it because it showed the blue jays are trying to keep their own talent for the first right. time in a million years yeah. we were to, we were bleeding out guys like vernon wells to the yankees and all the other major league baseball teams for years that was a sign that we were wanting to compete right yeah okay, that was a shit ton of money and a complete sign of the J.P. Riccardi era in Toronto Blue Jays baseball. But at the time in 2003, there was no better center fielders than Vernon Wells. He was going to get paid. (laughs) So I was just glad he got to stay in the Blue Jays uniform. And in all reality, guys, okay, the last year of Nolan Arrow, Arenado is still a 270 high defending player like Vernon Wells was at the end of his career. What the fuck did he do? I'm happy with it. Get me right. a win now. <laughs> yeah. well, guys, no matter where this offseason goes, no matter who's traded from the prospect capital, like the big three names that keep on getting thrown around in any hypothetical trade packages on the pitching side is Woods Richardson, it's Alec Manoa, and it's Adam Klofenstein. But some of these other names on here, guys, are still equally as impressive. I'm just going through the list right now. 11, C.J. Van Eyck, who they just drafted. 12, we still have Eric Pardino, who was coming on hot before his injury, uh, which is starting to get crazy. And Craig, I know he's your man crush. Number 18, Patrick Murphy. Number 20, Julian Merriweather, who we've already seen can get outs quite easily at the big league level. And then other guys, uh, Josh Winkowski is 26. Trent Palmer, who they just drafted at 27. Uh, Joey Murray, another name that we keep on hearing about is 29. They will still be fine, even if they were to move one or two bigger names in this prospect system. It's exciting. For the first time in a while, I fully believe that any of these rumors and any of the names that are thrown around, I think that they are going to be linked to them. I think that there's a very legitimate possibility that the best names on the market via trade and via free agency could come to Toronto. And that's just incredibly exciting moving forward, guys. It really is. Can I point yeah. out the one scary thing of all those names you just pointed out in our top 30 prospect list? Yeah, go for it. Our best outfielders at tw- uh, number tw- 30. I know. That's t- <laughs> yeah. Chavez Young probably is yeah. arguably at least the closest to being. I, I really don't think Austin Martin's going to play the outfield. I really don't. I, I don't unless you do make uh, Arenado trade and force him into the outfield. I really don't think that's going to happen. So you're looking at the best outfielders in the Blue Jays system. It's Desan Brown, who we just drafted. Yeah. In the last two years. Um, where was it? Will Robertson just drafted. <laughs> and then you go all the way down to Chavez Young at number 30. And he's the yeah. one that's the most tenured in our uh, Meyer League system. Yeah. I mean, 
That's why George Get Springer outfielder. makes sense, guys. We need that so badly. Craig, I I'm agree. Like, and yeah. you know what? And to, more to your point about uh, Arenado, if we do trade for Arenado, and look, I, I can't say this again enough, rather, full no trade clause. So we might not want anything to do with the Blue Jays, but assuming that we can, um, to me, I don't think that means Austin Martin's an outfielder at all. I think it's actually sort of solidified because I would assume we'd have to give up Groshans in this deal. I, I think Austin Martin would be your third baseman because Arenado is your future DH, period. Hey, yes. Period. Yeah. He's going to have to be. Yeah, if you want to get the bat out of that contract like you're paying for, yeah. you very well might be right on that situation, yeah. which is saying something yeah. because of how good his glove is. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it just, that guy's uh, got to he, he he's yeah. like flypaper over out and it has a cannon for an arm. It's ridiculous yeah. what that guy yeah. plays at third base. It's just the age, right? Correct. It's it's unreliable. So you figure towards the end of that contract, even if it's the last, the final three years, fine. And by then Martin will be ready. Can I make a closing statement on the Rocky situation? Yeah, yeah. Close it up, my friend. At work, scenario fielder. I love that beard, man. It's so beautiful. I want Chuck, Chuck Nasty, Nasty in a Blue Jay uniform. Yes. I need I, it. <laughs> I want to put Chuck Nasty on the back of a T-shirt yeah. or on the back of a jersey. That nickname is awesome. I'm imagining these like weird T-shirts from like wherever or Jay's Walk or something that are going to be like the Chuck Nasty beard with the Bo Bichette flow. Oh, <laughs> I can get behind that. Chuck Bo yeah. or Bo Chuck. <laughs> Guys, it, it, it is ins- yes, it is exciting. I can't stress that enough. Uh, we've spent a lot of time on these two topics uh, and three topics. Just like I thought there is one more topic, and I just want to know: Do you guys want to save Trevor Bauer for next week? Adam, you're hosting next week. Do you want to save? Trevor Bauer, or you guys want to dive right into it? It doesn't matter to me, man. It's your show. It's a few you seconds. Can, yeah. Okay. A few seconds. I want I'm to sure it. there's going to be more to talk about next week oh. when it comes to Bauer, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> kind of doesn't go away. Yeah. Oh, it, it won't go away because trolling doesn't stop. And look, uh, I posed this question on my Twitter feed, um, and Adam, you brought it up, so I'll give you credit on this one, and I'll let you take it first. Sure. Uh, Vlad was just the latest Blue Jay to advocate or – um, hope that Trevor Bauer comes to the Blue Jays. We've seen Randall Gritchick put on a full court press. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez uh, put out a tweet, I think last week or two weeks ago. Um, I could have sworn there was another name or two that is openly supportive of the Blue Jays going after Bauer, and you can add Vlad to that name. And I put that tweet out. Gritchick, yeah, of course. Um, I put this tweet out. It got a mixed bag of reviews. I think it even led to an unfollow from somebody. Oh, the fact that I, was, I think I saw I was, that too. Look, yeah, the, the that I was <laughs> what are you doing? Questions. I'm just asking questions. I'm not on either side of the fence here. I can understand people who are skeptical of Bauer and his personality and his character. But at the same time, look, players really, when it boils down to it, us fans got to remember, the only thing they care about is winning. They can put political differences aside, even if he is a Trumper and other guys in the locker room or Biden or, or whatever other side. Uh, they're on all exactly. It is about. I just unfollowed and followed you back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just to prove the point. Yeah, guys. Uh, the point, but Adam, now that you see all these players openly advocating for Bauer, does that start to put some of the concerns to rest? And would you welcome him coming to the Blue Jays even more than maybe you previously did, or just eliminate some of those reservations? Look, Biden, Biden won. won. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's all we can really say about it. I don't I I want to get and again, not to get political. I want to get to the point where our political leanings don't necessarily define us as human beings. I know that's really difficult to do, especially with the rhetoric that Trump you know, gives out. And if you support Trump, it 
therefore leads to this connection that you support the rhetoric. That might not always be the case, but I guess sometimes and most of the time it is. I don't know what kind of a person Trevor Bauer is really outside of what he sells us on Twitter. I don't know him personally. It, could he be an asshole? Of course. Could there be people on the Blue Jays right now that you are unaware of that support Trump and are assholes? Absolutely. 100%. We don't know. I, I don't know. And you know what? I don't. I mean, I do care, but like, I don't, as long as they're winning games, I can sort of put that aside really. And if he's being nice to people, i.e. females in general, like more specifically, I don't, I don't see it as an issue. I trust this front office because they preached about culture. They preached about uh, personalities and they preached about having that to be at a premium. The only person that I've seen them have on their squad that has been questionable that they've is VR. He's right. the only one that I've been like, oh, I don't, I don't know. He's had some issues, and they sort of put a bullet in it, and now he's nothing, right? And yeah. <laughs> so you guys keep preaching culture and all this fun stuff, and you want George Springer? Come on, hypocrites! Oh, I, I'd much <laughs> rather have Springer in terms. I, I trust Springer is as a better person than Bauer. I, I just had to be that, that out there. I couldn't. Yeah, help. You, you left the door open. I just kicked it in. <laughs> yeah, listen, we had Ken Giles on the team, so you know. But also, look. Is he going to win us games? Sure. I, I do think that the Blue Jays, if they're going to probably spend, and from my understanding, he only wants a one-year deal. He likes that sort of flexibility. If we're going to pay him one year, 20-some-odd million dollars, they better do their homework. And if they do do their homework and they find out that, you know, maybe some of this is overblown or, you know, exaggerated, I don't know. I trust that they'll get to the bottom of it. And that's not, I don't, I, I want to be clear here. I don't think that the front office is saying, Oh, you support Trump? We're not signing you. I don't think that's what's going on. I don't. I don't think it's that surface level. It's more of what kind of a person are you? And we're talking about a front office that used to work for the Indians. They know. Yeah. They know well, exactly what kind of a person Trevor Bauer is. So if they're pushing for it, if these rumors are true, and they are making a push for Trevor Bauer, I trust that more than I trust what he is selling us on Twitter. I agree, Craig. Yeah, it gets to that point. Is he a character on line or is it, you know, it's there's, tre- there, yeah. there's Bauer and then there's Bauer outage, like an alter ego. Yeah. Thing, right? Right. <laughs> so I'm personally, if as long as the Blue Jays players are fine with whatever the hell's going on and clearly they are getting some, you know, Trevor Bauer uh, news period on there is getting Blue Jays fans uh, or Blue Jays fans and players interested. If that's what's going on, I'm strangely okay with it. Like I said, especially if some of these other things we were talking about on the show land, him being on top of any of these things we've been talking about, even one of them, it could be very exciting for this team. Um, I do agree that maybe the one-year thing doesn't exactly make a ton of sense if you don't make one of those other pieces. Right. Just because it's too much of a push right now for that one-year deal. It, it needs to be at least two for me if I make another move and maybe get the difference between this front office knowing him already and some other people being a flyer might be the difference in that his second year. Maybe I don't know, but I agree. Do the homework, get everything you need to know, get it done and figure something out to improve this team. And he would be a massive improvement to have tandem up with Ryu at the top of this rotation. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And look, I'll, I'll always remain a skeptic. Uh, there's been a lot on Twitter thrown around, and I agree with you, Adam. I think hopefully now that Trump or the Terminator or whatever you want to call him is defeated, <laughs> uh, I hope that mega culture dies rather quickly. I hope that cultish 
following goes away, even though it doesn't seem like it will uh, for at least a year or two. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but can't we all just get along? Can we all just get along? Like, every people do get along regardless of their political differences. It's when you're an asshole, you deserve to be called out for being an asshole. So if he actually is one, then look, I'll pass. But yeah. if look, there's some debate on if Agent Rachel Luba. Uh, some people have suggested they've been together romantically, which I'm not sure. That seems a little odd. But he has a woman agent, uh, a very male-dominated field. Um, I think that that kind of starts to remove the stain from his character about going after a woman on Twitter a little bit, maybe not the full amount. I'm still a skeptic about that. Uh, and look, moving forward, Blue Jays Twitter is as divided on Trevor Bauer as Biden and Trump. It's <laughs> you either really want him or you really don't want him. There really is no middle ground between the two. And if you are in the middle ground, either side is advocating for you to come to my side or come to my side. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a difficult line to balance. It really will be curious to see I just think the fact that more players are advocating for him, A, shows, look, it all, all that matters is we want to win, but B, maybe some of the rumors or the allegations of him not being the best teammate are a little overblown. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yep. I mean, Jello, this has been a really fun episode, much like our Arenado discussion back in February. Um, if things are getting real. Things are heating up. Uh, the more this keeps on happening, the more we can delay our off-season review or our season in reviews to the point maybe we don't even need to review them. We can just go straight into previews. You never know. We will probably get to some reviews in a little bit. But between now and then, make sure you like, subscribe on every single podcast channel where you can find us. Uh, reviews are key. That will help us come to the top when you search Blue Jays uh, on your podcast feeds, wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, subscribe, interact on Twitter. And was there anything else, gentlemen, that you want to add in before we sign off? Unlike our Noah and Arenado show, we have already 113 listeners to this show because of the live stuff. So thank you, Blue Jays fans. Appreciate it every week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. uh, Yeah, continue to add us, tweet us. We will read your tweets. I know, Craig, you're on top of that. But uh, should we do uh, two claps and a Ric Flair? Let's do it. Two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Go Blue Jays. Let's go Blue Jays. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.